thank you to our Patreon supporters of February 2021. Sarah P, a.k.a. Situational Daddy on Instagram. Elio, Sandy and Paul J, Nathan E, Jacqueline M, Matthew J, and Big Time Jim. Help support our show by going to patreon.com slash what we remember. Thanks. I'm working on my (laughs) dissertation right now. (laughs) And this is page 30. 89 page thesis. My name is Bradley Jones. Is that the opening? Oh, God. My name is Andy. Well, not all of it will be. Oh, God. I'm Andy Hubert. And this is not a movie review podcast. I think I said Andy Hubert. <laughs> I'm Andy Mole now. Where we try to remember a movie that we haven't seen in a very, very long time. And this is what we remember about Beverly Hills Cop. Were there two or three bad guys in Home Alone? And who was that forgetful fish in Finding Nemo? Join us as we're watching films. See what we remember and what memories we kill. Let's start the show. Here we go. This is what we remember. Have you seen this, Andy? I've, I oh, have. Yeah. You, I, I can't. You can't be wow. friends with Andy Molnar and not have wow. seen Beverly Hills Cop. This movie's great. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's great. All I, three of them are good, and I will fight you. And you don't have to fight me because I love the third, <laughs> say, one. the third one. He would absolutely agree with you. Is I love Wally World. <laughs> what, is that what's called? In I that? think Wonder so. World. What's well, Wally World? Wally World's that, National, uh, National Lampoon. I keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen all of the second one. I think I've seen just like some clips. The on second TV. one is the first one with the new paint job. I've seen. Actually, I might have I've seen the seen second one. I've seen two and three, but once. I've, I've seen I the think. first one a couple of times, so I remember that one better. I've definitely seen two and uh, one and three a few times. Two, I might have just seen once. Did Tony Scott do one and two or just one or just two? Just two. Just two. Who did the first movie? Great question. I don't know. Okay. Moving on. Who else is in it? Andy. Ooh. Well, we got Judge Reinhold. Hey, is he Back a judge? from the Santa Claus. He's a he's a jury. <laughs> and court. <laughs> um, we also have Mike from Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which I don't know who he I don't know that actor's name. Oh, is he play the friend or who's he play? He's he's one of the Detroit cops in the opening. Yeah. Okay. And I think he comes back like maybe at one other point. Maybe and? at the end. Bronson Pinchot. <laughs> is that from... Bronson Pinchot is in the film. From uh, the Perfect Strangers. Perfect Strangers. Television yep. show. Yep, yep, yep. My, AKA my child. I knew you were going to say it for sure. Mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the other cop guy is, though. Yeah, he's in other stuff, but he looks like uh, The Shield, but he's not The Shield. He looks like oh, Michael Chiklis, yeah. but Michael Chiklis is like older dad. Even like the... the... He's got a mustache that kind of like does a lot of acting for him. Yes. He does have a mustache <laughs> and does a lot of acting. There's a girl in this too, but yeah. I don't know the girl. I don't know if is. she ever like became famous or not, but you're right. And then there's the police chief in Detroit who is an amazing actor. I don't know if he's in a ton of other stuff, but he's very loud and angry at Axel Foley like the whole time. Yes, and I know exactly what he looks like, he's but so I fun. cannot remember. He's so who he funny is. the way he like yells, like <laughs> so mean. It's great. And yeah, so this takes place. In Detroit and mm-hmm. Beverly Hills. There you go. I feel like we missed a big a person that's in this movie. Hmm. Hmm. There's a villain who's just like got yeah. like a weird mole on his face. Does that, he? Yeah, definitely that guy. Definitely not the main character that we're missing. No. Uh, no, no, no. Shrek? 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Animated Shrek is in this movie. <laughs> I okay. I don't know who you're talking about. I'm not, I refuse to... Uh, who, who do you think? Axel Foley is in this film. Yeah. Isn't the main character Bill Pullman? What would have been Ernie Hudson? But because it was Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Because Eddie Murphy turned down Ghostbusters to make Beverly Hills Cop. Which I think was a good choice for him. I would have loved to have seen both. I would have loved to see both too, but if if I had to choose, I would have kept it the way it is. Fair enough, what, fair yeah. enough. He saw the writing on the wall too. But, yeah, you know. Yep, it was a smart decision. I think this was what his uh, second movie right after Forty Eight Hours. Forty Eight Hours. Mm. So he, they just like SNL was only like what six episodes. It wasn't even a full season he was on, right? I think he was on SNL. Yeah, maybe like it was a, super short a season. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe one season, and then probably by the summer they were shooting these movies. Mm-hmm. So this came out in eighty three, I think. And one of his stand ups had to have like hit as well. Or, or no, eighty five, I, I think. 84. 84? The 84 movies are like Ghostbusters, Beverly Hills Cop. You're, yeah. That's it. Like, There's uh, just maybe the Back to the Future. But it's like this, the, the 84 movies were like the best movies ever. The year of the best movies of all time. Mm-hmm. It's the year I was born. Name one bad movie, though. Um, 84. <laughs> uh, Silkwood? I don't know. <laughs> I can't really name like an 84 movie. This is a bad year for movies. I, I can't So... <laughs> <laughs> it's not no 99. <laughs> 99 is incredible. That is an insane I can't year. even talk about how good that, <laughs> that year is. So how does this movie open? He's stealing, uh, uh, he's, he's in a drug, no, cigarette bust. Yep. But he's undercover. Yeah. Yeah. And. Okay, don't don't mix up lethal weapon, Andy. <laughs> no Christmas trees in this. <laughs> okay. And he is fast talking, um, trying to. Like get them to either say something or do something. He's got. He's maybe wired up. I'm not quite sure. He's trying to like sell something at a warehouse or something. Maybe like fast that. talking so, some, yeah. somebody for something. Yeah, I know he ends up like in the back of a he's cigarette truck. He's in the back truck. of a large, yeah, like half size S. Uh, um, uh, it's a U-Haul basically. U-Haul I don't, is I don't, it? It's like a yeah, moving truck, rental truck, of some kind. Yeah, and the and the back is just wide it's open. Just a box truck, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's being chased too. By these guys after this deal goes after it goes south sour. or the cops are chasing him he is the cops though i am the cops <laughs> <laughs> well who's driving then the other cop his oh he is, a he is a partner oh the partner that okay oh you're right yes because the partner is the catalyst for him going to beverly hills the partner dies that's what, oh that's spoiler what, alert that's what, he's like dies in the first 20 minutes <laughs> it's it's very it's that early. is his catalyst for like going to go see why he died because mm-hmm. he was doing some Stuff with, uh, I think, Victor Maitland. I keep saying that name in my head. I don't know if it's in the first or second one or not. Mm. Yeah, that's that, that sounds right to me. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a real name. <laughs> um, but before that, he's still in Detroit. Yeah, but I think he like hangs out with his friend for a night. Does he have whatever. the Lambo in this in this one? Does he go shake down, break down, honey? Or is that hey, the second one? Everybody run into the <laughs> Is that the second shake one? Shake down, break down, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Your hair's flying <laughs> around. I think that's probably got to be the second one. Andy Hubert's falling asleep. Yeah, he's texting. (laughs) I'm, um, uh... Your face is bright red. (laughs) He's clearly got his phone in his He's having a shakedown and or a breakdown right now. Clearly. I think he's dealing with something. Um, But he he visits his friend. Well, before that, he gets uh, cussed out by his uh, police chief because he, like... Because he just made this, like... 
yeah crazy drug bust thing where yeah, but were... it wasn't a drug bust it was all cigarettes it was all like it didn't it work out bust. or something oh it was just like a failed thing i thought it might have been a failed thing am i wrong you you could be right like he's over the top and like he's because wi- he also wi- like he's d- a wild cannon yeah. or something like that or mm. loose cannon i mean you're a loose cannon maverick that was all the all the cop movies in this point is yeah he was causing too much damage God, to the streets, you know. How much yeah, damage I think that's. I think he does mention how much damage and like the city mayor's city like up Detroit's, his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a badge and your gun. <laughs> the city God. mayor's up my ass. The mayor up my ass. It's a naked gun movie. He like shows up for a second, waves, <laughs> then goes back up. Yeah, in his the ass. ass is just. So um, then his I, friend gets killed. His friend gets killed. Yeah, mm-hmm. which we don't really know why. But some or two what. dudes in some suits in a hallway of like an apartment complex, just gunned down. And then yeah, so then he, I think he like shows up to the friend's house and and sees it, and he calls the police or something like that. I'm not sure. Or I if think it just he finds his friend later. dead. Yeah, maybe I think he, he does. does. But then he's he like wa- showing up to like bring over wine or something like that. But like, then he wants to go to L.A. to see what's or figure it out. Yeah, solve Beverly the Hills. Murder. But but actually, it's not. It's only on his own accord because the police chief yeah. basically like tells him he has to take a vacation. He's too close to it. Yeah. He's too close to the investigation. Your friend just died. You so he's can't. like, all right, he I'll forces take... him to go on vacation. I, thought, I don't think he forced him. I think he just says like, you can't investigate it. So he's like, fine, I'm going on vacation, and uses that as his excuse to go investigate it. Yeah, I think he forces him on vacation, mm. but it, it might he not might really He might have been suspended matter. or something, too, so he might as well go or something. I don't know if he tells the police chief or anyone where he's going, but why mm. does he think there's a connection to Beverly Hills? That's a piece I can't remember. He, I think his friend was talking to him about some... some wasn't there was something about on. bearer bonds or something? I remember this is one of the... the the, one of those movies could be where I had no idea what the heck bearer bonds were. As I think a kid. I think his friend was telling him that he was on to something, and that he gives him enough information to go on where he heads him to Beverly Hills. Mm. That would make yeah. more sense. Guess I don't know as much about the opening, the opening as I thought I did. He gets to Beverly Hills pretty quick. Yeah, but I do because I'm it's also all trying to think to of like how does he get connected with the other police officers and all that, and they pick him up. Does he just like? I'm also getting conflated with what happens in part two, so yeah, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm treading slowly about with uh, what I say. I think he, well, he goes to Beverly Hills, and we get the montage of how beautiful and wonderful it is. Yep. Comparison to how dr- drull and jeery the and we get Detroit a, is. We got a classic shot of him walking by two guys in like leather outfits, and then he laughs at them mm. like as they're passing, but. He had, also, just, yeah. he had just done those stand-up specials where he's wearing those. And there's, like, ladies outfit. with, like, bikinis that have, like, less than anything that mm-hmm. a bikini should have on them. And he does, takes his sunglasses up, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, I love LA. <laughs> we love it. And he drives up to a house that is under construction. And he pretends to be, like, a foreman. Yes. And then he ends up, like, kicking all those people, like, out of the <laughs> right. house for, like, until he's there. And he stays at the house. He's like, this is nothing like the plan. And he's like, he's just, he's like, where, where are the blueprints at? Get the blueprints. And like, do, do you work here? He's like, do I work here? <laughs> because Axel Foley's He's whole, like, do you want to keep thing, your job? He's able to convince anybody of anything because he just comes at it with so much confidence. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he sells it so hard. Which makes him a perfect yeah. police officer or police investigator, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now I'm yeah. remembering too that the 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 commissioner from the Beverly Hills Police forces Judge Reinhold and the other guy to tail Eddie Murphy eventually. But I eventually, think, but I think Eddie Murphy like gets caught 
going into an investigation and gets like brought into the police. Yeah, I, say, I thought he, he gets, like, he he gets, like gets arrested. A fight. Yeah, he gets like and into then, a fight or something, gets yeah. arrested, and he, that's when they find out who he is. There's a bunch of like, why didn't you just tell us you're a police officer from the beginning? And he's like, I don't want to tell you anything. Then he gets dragged mm-hmm. into the office and get like, then he confesses why he's here. He's here to investigate his friend. This stuff is happening. He's asking yeah. for their help too. Well, I don't know if he is or not. He's just saying like to get out of his way. Um, but oh, the, okay. But then, like, the police chiefs, like, talk about, like, they call each other, they call his officer, and they yell at each other. Mm -hmm. And I think he, that's when, like, Eddie Murphy, like, gets on, like, probation, essentially. I think he gets, like, put into a hotel, like, he was, like, staying at this one house, you can't stay at anymore. (laughs) He's gonna go to the hotel and get room service and just, like, hang out for a few days and then go back to Detroit. Now, okay, he also has his girlfriend that he already knew who lives out there. She works at a gallery. At an art yes. gallery where, where, where Bronson Pinchot is at. Bronson Pinchot is. Uh-huh. Sven? What's his name? Is that his name? <laughs> might, My name it is might Sven. be. It might be. <laughs> yeah, Serge. Know. It's Serge. Serge? Serge. Serge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. My name is Serge. And how can I help you? Um, yeah, I'm looking for Miss Jenny Summers. It's very busy today. Maybe you'll give me your name? My name's Axel Foley. And uh, what is pertaining? I didn't understand what you said. Pertaining, what it's meaning, regarding. Oh, what's it regarding? I'm an old acquaintance of hers. Donay, one moment. Donay Brennan tell me Summers that uh, Mr. Ahmed Foley is here to no, see. Axel Foley. Axel. Ahmed, Ahwell. Axel. Foley is here to see her. He's an old acquaintance. Don't this cover this up. It's I'm like sorry. the breast of a dog to scrub for the customer. It's not sexy, it's animal. No, it's not sexy at all. May I offer you something to drink? A wine, a cocktail, a, a espresso? No, I'm fine, thank you. I'll make it myself right back there with a little lemon twist. It's good. You should try it. No, I'm, I'm fine. Two great comedians having a scene together. <laughs> Top of their game. Clearly. <laughs> clearly they were. They were, though. This is like Rodney Dangerfield meeting... Rodney Dangerfield 2. Caratop. Gallagher. <laughs> Gallagher. Gallagher and Rodney Dangerfield. Now that'd be a show. And Bobcat Goldthwaite. Oh, my Lord. It would never get funny after Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Rob Schneider and Adam Sandler talking. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but she knows what's going on and wants to help him with the yeah. investigation. Well, he needs because, information from her. I well, believe, she too. works with the guy that he thinks is yes. the is the the big bad. I yeah. guess, to, for lack of a better term. Right. Yeah. 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 You're right. Because he buys stuff from the gallery. He may even be... Is he used... already being tailed at this point, though? I was wondering mm-hmm. if they, is yeah. the gallery like a front for laundering the money or something? Yeah, something like that. Or like they hide stuff in like the, the boxes of art. I think there's a scene like that. Maybe the bear bonds are in the there's boxes one, of art. There is some later... He, he steals one, I think. Yes. I thought that was about coffee, though. Maybe it is coffee. Like they're hiding drugs in coffee or something. Or the bear bonds in the coffee? They, oh, yeah, the, the, maybe. He gets one that smells like... <gasps> coffee yeah maybe but he's always trying to lose um i want to get their names but i don't think i will judge reinhold and the other guy tanner maitland and tanner or something that's good (laughs) good good cop names right there rosewood is judge reinhold's name rosewood yeah wow i don't know the other guy's name Judge Reinhold is like he's like new to the job. He's the uh, the young guy, yeah. and he's <laughs> he also got wants no to, toughness yeah. to him he at w- all. He also wants to look cool in front of Axel because like Axel's like really cool. 
He's yeah. like your like little brother. It's like, yeah. oh, that exophilic's so sweet. I want to be him one day. <laughs> it's like the the bigger guys, like the rough and like gruff and he's the just bu- annoyed. He, he's like a bulldog that got turned into a human. Yeah. So is is their car the one he the, he does the banana? You want thing to do too? the banana thing already? I don't know if it happens here. I don't, or not. I don't know when it, it happens. happens. I just know it does. It happens, it happens. relatively early on. They're like, we got tailpipes. Eddie Murphy sneaking behind the car. Yeah, so like they they follow him to the hotel. He sees that they're just like sitting in the car, and so I don't. Yeah, he just like finds a banana somehow he orders them food too he the orders service. them food Keeps and them as occupied. as the food's being dropped off he slips the banana in the tailpipe <laughs> the old banana tailpipe trick <laughs> and then he hops in his car and they're like oh shit he's leaving <laughs> and so they try to go and they get just a little bit down the road but no the car stalls there's even some to- like moments i think where they're trying to kill time with him because they go to a strip club don't they they do is neutron dance in this movie or the second film who and trying to do the neutron dance. I don't know the okay. I don't know that. Everybody's doing the neutron dance. That sounds like a horrible dance. And the I Beverly need to Hills to song. Cop soundtrack is so good. <laughs> neutron dance. It's so good. <laughs> the neutron dance. The neutron dance. Okay, I'm just burning why? doing the neutron dance. I How hope do it's you in dance this one. to that. I don't know. They'll show though. you. you They'll see, show you. There's boobs in this film. There is. Oh, there is. okay. I'm there's in. Some babs. But are they? I think they're at the strip club on purpose. This bad guy owns the strip like club too. Following somebody or this might be how they try to like leave him too. Or they no they uh because they yeah Axel Foley knows there's like somebody there, but he doesn't tell Rosewood and the other guy. And like a gunfight essentially breaks out, and those two are his backup for like when things go bad. Mm-hmm. And then and now they're mixed up into the the crime thing because the whole time they're like they think he's he's making stuff up or like they don't trust him or he just shouldn't be there and now like this evidence has finally got brought into their attention and now they're like in with him trying to figure out oh i think no yeah i think you're right so he there's he like breaks into a warehouse or something and that's where he finds like these boxes of coffee that they've been using to smuggle whatever Mm -hmm. and he shows that to the the cops and they're like okay maybe he's not like maybe he's on to something now they're on his. Now yeah. they're, now they're yeah. willing to help. Now they're, he's they're, slowly they're winning over the Beverly Hills Police Department. Yeah, with, and with do evidence. they have to go to the commissioner to convince him that this is not like that? They, that they should actually investigate this. Yeah, but, with him, but and the, bring him in on on it. But I think like the the police chief is like, we'll do it because we're Beverly Hills Police. You aren't, so you can't. You have to stop. Trust us to like look after it, and then it's not good enough for mm-hmm. Axel Foley. You guys, he has to be the and one I think to break the, police the case. Officers, yeah, they're like, okay, well. We'll do this all mm-hmm. together under the radar. And there's there's no like dirty cops or anything in the film. Like everyone's on the up and up, but they're just sort of mean to him because he's a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they grow to love him, and everybody loves him by the end. Are of the there film. any dirty cops in Detroit though? No, mm. in real life or in the movie? In the movie, <laughs> in the movie. No, you don't think so? No, hmm. we're gonna spend enough time in Detroit for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, that's fair. <laughs> I keep I, I I I'll be honest with you. I keep thinking of uh, Forty Eight Hours as well. Yeah. I keep oh, getting man. so many scenes and characters well, mixed up. I'll in there. tell you what. Tell me about the scene where they go to the the club, where the Axel club? Foley goes to the, the club curb. to find Victor Maitland. He knows where he is, and he goes to confront him. How is this? Where he goes up to the guy and he's like, "I need to speak to Victor Maitland." Go, and he's like, <laughs> "This he's scene like, doesn't work today. It he's cannot like, be shot he's today." Like, how? 
why you can't speak to Victor Maitland? I'll take a message, and he's like, uh, he's like, okay, can you please tell him that I have herpes simplex. simplex can <laughs> and that he needs to get himself checked out and then like the guy's just like super uncomfortable and he's like i think you should probably tell him I he's like that, I, I think, think that's best <laughs> <laughs> i love that scene mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i have to talk to victor it's very very important are you sure it's victor maitland you want oh yes victor maitland the gray-haired gentleman very dark skin capricorn victor um well why don't you give me the message and i'll take it to him Okay, I guess I can do that. Um, tell Victor that Ramon, the fella he met about a week ago, tell him that um, Ramon went to the clinic today and I found out that I have um, herpes simplex 10. And I think Victor should go check himself out with his physician to make sure everything is fine before things start falling off on the man. Uh, perhaps you better tell him that. You know, I think that would be best. And he goes to confront him, straight up goes to the bad guy, lays it out on the table. He's like, I'm a cop. You killed my friend. I'm on to you. These are the evidences I'm building. And you just like, you're just trying to scare him, essentially. Does it work? Does it do yeah. anything? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if, if it was just like Axel Foley needing to get it out or if it was like part of a bigger plan. I'm not sure. It was like, was it like a safer place to confront him like yeah, that? Yeah, like without a doubt. Open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing was going to happen there. Right. But I think even like Rosewood and Taggart. <laughs> I think it might be Taggart. Taggart? I think that's the other guy's name. No. That's, <laughs> no okay. All right. Is it a last name? That's got to be a last yeah, name. Yeah, they're both last names. And they, show, they show up to like take him out of there. And then he's under like lockdown again. Yeah. Well, because obviously they're going to want to kill him. Mm-hmm. But I think Rosewood is like starting to finally put everything together with Axel Foley and starting to believe him more and more. And he eventually convinces Taggart, and they're like they're both in on it and trying to help him uh, take out Victor Maitland. Am I, am I making this up, or is there like <laughs> am I thinking of Die Hard? Is Probably there, is Judge Reinhold like never shot his gun or something like that? No, or? he loves. Shooting Does he guns. have like a thing that he has Mm-mm. to overcome? So in the second film, there's a great scene with Judge Reinhold where he finds a grenade launcher <laughs> in the back of a car, and he is like boned up wanting to shoot this thing. Oh my God. He loves it so much. Like he's like the opposite. He's like the Punisher, where he has like too many guns on him. Oh, I see. He has like shotgun on top of shotgun in his coat, and he's like he has all these like sweet like tech tech things that cops shouldn't have mm-hmm. and wears these like sweet sunglasses okay or he's like never been mm-hmm. shot or something like that yeah or... there's a moment where like he like shows up all of his guns and taggart's like what are you ready for world war three what the hell's going on see now you're just getting into tremors brad <laughs> <laughs> i wish i really only had the herpes simplex 10 part oh okay <laughs> so, so i had that solid you know, like, like, i don't want to uh, jump to the ending quite yet i know i know yeah, i don't I want like, to I, either i don't know I can't but i'm not sure that. where it goes that girl gets kidnapped i bet yes she does it makes sense or like roughed up one or the other no, so he's got to go back to I'm the pretty art sure guy the, yeah i'm pretty sure the bad guy like takes her when after like the whole evidence thing like he's like well i'll make sure he doesn't talk by kidnapping his girlfriend that way he won't say anything because that's like what leads to like the the final showdown is like they got to go save her. Yeah, they bust into Victor Maitland's house, mm-hmm. and I hope I'm saying the villain's name right because otherwise he's the villain from the second one. Hmm. It sounds right. Sure, I don't know. The whole ending takes place in the house. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was the second one or not. The second one's ending takes place at uh airplane hangar. Oh, okay. You're thinking of speed. 
<laughs> I'm on speed. Ooh. Whoa. You're slowing down, though. <laughs> I am. I need to take more. I'm on. I actually took some slow on accident. Oh, oh classic. You always got to do the downers. <laughs> How many times does the Beverly Hills Cop theme song play already? Five. Four. Five. <laughs> All right. So write that number there. down. Four or five. <laughs> so are we at the end here? I guess I we're at the end here. so, because I don't think we know what... <laughs> I think we're missing a lot. I mean, yeah, we are. Missing but we're also a like lot. we're getting things, yeah. you know. Obviously, there's a car chase up to the um, the plate, the mansion where they need to be at. Hmm. And the mansion's armed too, right? Oh, there's a bunch of like dudes and blazers. Oh, there's like they people kill everybody. Yeah. bands and yeah. there's for sure going to be get dudes flying off. Balconies Someone gets shotgun into a pool. For sure, it's a little bit of Scarface. Yeah. But, Guys, find statues. Yeah, I think it ultimately ends pretty quick though, because Axel Foley does like a sweet roll and shoots the bad guy in the head. Oh dang! Oh, he does. Yeah, and then it's like, it's like a freeze frame. And then the cops show up at the last minute and take all the credit. And we get the wrap up, which is he—he's in a sling. I think he got shot. Axel oh. or Judge? Yeah, Axel. I think Judge Reinhold got shot. No, I think the old guy got shot. Taggart got <gasps> shot. Taggart, Taggart got Taggart, shot for sure. Oh, but I'm sorry. Because he had never been shot or something like that. <laughs> and he's like, I got shot. You really want someone to, someone to have never Someone's done never something. Someone's never been shot. <laughs> My favorite Drew Barrymore movie, never been shot. <laughs> uh, well, but doesn't he decide to stay in L.A.? Because he's like, I'm fired for sure. No, right? no, no, I think no. he goes back to Detroit. Maybe, I don't know. I thought I thought he said he was going to stay in he, L.A. He, and become no. P.I. I think he said he's going to stay another week. Oh, maybe. He's, he was extending his vacation or something. And then he just jokes about that. And then he just goes, keeps going back on vacation two and three times more. But he charges <laughs> like room service for like a bunch of stuff as, on his way out. Like robes and <laughs> to, all sorts of things. To the uh, things, yeah. LAPD or something? LAPD gets like a giant bill. Yeah. No, I'm sure. And then he like, maybe he's like, my police chief in Detroit will handle that. And like he screams out a big number. You spent a thousand every six thousand. Maybe this. It's Home Alone. <laughs> it's Home Alone. <laughs> it's home alone. <laughs> I just saw that. <laughs> That's where you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you finally found it. Yes, I did you it. Made it for like you 10 made years it. Oh, thank God, the search is over. <laughs> oh, we, we don't need Ed McMahon anymore to help us. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, well, I think we definitely need to go watch this movie because we yeah. clearly don't. There's <laughs> we're missing stuff. We got we're the big some the uh. I'm so excited to come um, back for this because this guy over here, I'm pointing at Andy Molnar for all the people listening, is going to have, I think, a lot to say. The Beverly Hills Police yeah. Station's like all glass and like nice. I think there's even like two like other like scummy like people that are um, like in the Beverly Hills Police Force that like also think Taggart and Rosewood aren't doing a good enough job and like they do a better job and mm. then like Axel Foley like... After like they get reassigned, Taggart and Rosa for for not following with Foley, they he gets assigned to these other guys, and those other guys like okay. get it even worse. So, is there a scene that involves a car wash? Because he's in the red convertible thing, right, the whole time. Hmm. Maybe. Why would you get a convertible car washed? That, I think that's the point of the scene. Is that it's it's like what? I don't oh. think that happens. Huh? Maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking of a million other movies. <laughs> Or a commercial. I'm trying to think of like anything. A, <laughs> a car be, wash? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, think the, I think we got it. That's the whole movie. Yeah. We don't even need a part two. 
There's another like bad guy underneath the main bad guy who has like glasses and a bad haircut. Oh, the glasses guy. Yeah, he's got like his hair. Gotta have a like, glasses guy. Bangy. Like bangs right over his. Yeah, I kept face. thinking you know, like maybe one of the guys in the movie was uh, is that guy from um, the Hey You Guys movie. What is that? Goonies. Goonies. One of the villains. Oh, the older one of the Italian guy. The Italian guy. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was in this, no. or he was one of the bad guys. Hmm. But then I kept thinking about it more, and I think he's actually the bad guy in Forty Eight Hours. That could be. That's possible. I don't know. We'll watch both movies, and we'll come back and talk about it. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop is much better. Than yeah, forty. Hours. I, I thought forty hours was gonna be was gonna be funny when I watched it for the first time. Nick Nolte's and I was funny. like, "There's no comedy in this movie. Mm, Why yeah. does everyone like it? There's no comedy. It didn't have Watch enough Beverly Eddie Hills Murphy Cop. to be comedy. It's true. It was. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to do just like to be a straight some man. comedy with with most of it being a drama. Guys, let's just go watch Pluto Nash and then. Like... Ooh, Dave. <laughs> we could... Holy man. <laughs> yeah, okay, he's had some duds. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> we'll see what we got right and what we got wrong in part two of Beverly Hills Cop. Morning, officers. What y'all, the second team? We're the first team. Yeah. We're not going to fall for a banana in the tailpipe. You're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe? <laughs> it should be more natural, brother. It should flow out like this. Look, man, I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe. See, that's more natural for us. You've been hanging out with this dude too long. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just fucking with you. That's funny to me. Sorry. So you're going to try to keep up with me? No problem. In this Victor Maitland's house? Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, I've seen enough. Y'all want something to drink? Beer or something? I got some stuff in the trunk. Excuse me. Welcome back to the Throw Me Out a Window podcast. We watched <laughs> Beverly Hills Cap. That was one of my notes. They just straight up throw him out a window. <laughs> I love, you could tell, too. It was a stunt double And then he right gets away. arrested. And then yeah. he gets arrested for being thrown out a window. Oh, I for love it. For disorderly conduct. Completely forgot about that. <laughs> oh, man. The oh, stunt double is something oh, we got to talk about. We do. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about we'll that. We'll get deep but into first, him. first, we got to settle the biggest question everyone's going to have from part one. Uh-oh. How many times does the theme play? Oh, man. It was, it, was, it was three, maybe? It was not three. It was Nine? at least eight. Eight. <laughs> yeah, so well, there was one time it went for yes, long the, I say, there's a, some, like there's some times where minutes. I'm like, I'm not sure if it finished playing before I heard it again. So right. I'm like, does that count as one or two? But it's, it was kind of like a album, the movie, in a way. You know, like the soundtrack is just so strong. There yeah. are some songs that I really like. There was mm-hmm. like some good bass lines where I was like, "Ooh, I, I just want to like pull this out and then make a song from this." Yeah. Neutron Dance is the second song. You didn't remember it. You I couldn't d- remember the well, song because I don't know that song. Oh. <laughs> He's uh, busting up all those cars in the. I can't wait to talk about that alone. <laughs> the, it, looks, it looked expensive. The opening stunt they sequence was insane. <laughs> that thing was going so fast, and it was fun and, seeing it like in places I've been. Like, hey, I've been there. Yeah. It's all downtown Detroit, and they yeah, shot it, looked, it on location. It looked very familiar. All mm-hmm. of it did. But holy shit, they some were of those like cars hundred cars slammed. in that first sequence. Mm-hmm. Like, the truck was blasting, and those streets were tiny. I was like, these cars are going to fly into a house. How did the production yeah. do this? And there are people in the background. You can see yeah, them just watching, watching the scene yeah. happen. Holy shit, they drift a bus. Man, that part was awesome. They went all out. 
they had the they they had a a better looking stunt double hanging off the side yeah, of the yeah, truck yeah. from Jim Chains. Like that was good stunt work. We get to use that far away oh man lens and get that. Stunt double that looks like Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Not I also, that close-up stunt double. I also chuckled because like, <laughs> His hair wasn't right. the yeah. opening montage of shots establishing that you're in Detroit were all, all were clearly shot on like a real long Those lens. shots were all stolen. And I was like, yeah. All they, of them I was like, well, this is like a camera crew hiding in a van. Like, don't let them see you. <laughs> like shooting yeah, wind from like a, like a couple blocks away. It looked, it looked like shots. real people. They were definitely real shots like, of like people like hanging out in Detroit. And I'm oh, like, yeah, man. they were shot with a real long lens. And These I'm are like, good oh. actors. They're real people. Yeah, it's a little too voyeuristic, <laughs> right? It was kind of weird. <laughs> Is that legal? Because you got to pay them, right? I mean. I don't think they're going to come Here, after you. Here, sign this. Here's a dollar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know how much they got paid. They I, I was thinking that when I was I mean, watching if you give them they might like a dollar and they accept it and they yeah. sign. Did they sign? As long away? as they sign the release. Did they sign I, the I don't release? See I don't how, know. Wouldn't they have to sign a release? You shot them and put them in a movie. Gorilla filmmaking. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you weigh the risk of how likely are they to try and sue us versus oh <laughs> just gosh. release it. I don't care. <laughs> Nasty Girl plays in the club. Yes. And that was recommended in the trivia. Said the stripper had recommended to the the filmmakers use this song. Oh man, I dance to it all the time. People love go. it, and they're like, "Yeah, take sure. you know, take it's your word for it." It's yeah. like a more modern take, song. You too. take the experts' advice on that. Stuff. Yeah, trust the you people trust who know. The people who know. Trust your trades. You know. Yeah. Don't don't try to overreach your own abilities. Mm-hmm. That song too sounded like it could have been. It could have came out like in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Or at least like could be remade. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any so, other songs stick out to you guys? I don't, I don't think any of the songs did, okay. but he doesn't get the house. That's Beverly Hills Cop two. He's in the hotel this whole. <laughs> I was going to ask uh, Brad. The whole time. You know, Brad, yeah, uh, the resident I, podcast historian, yeah. definitely watched all three. Beverly I watched Hills all Cops three of these movies. I knew that because you sent us a photo. <laughs> yeah, you did. And From I was the third like, one. so you watched them all. <laughs> yep. George Lucas is in the third one. Well, that <laughs> He's got one two was, lines. And that one was directed by John Landis. Oh, it's a cluster of a... I like that one. <laughs> in, in, ugh, I saw the first one and I saw the third one. And I probably saw the third one before I saw any of them. The third one has the most like... I've gl- seen the second one. Glaring filmmaking errors where mm. they're just like setting the camera up wrong. Oh, or wow. like things just aren't looking good. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed yeah. to be a moment where uh, Eddie Murphy's career started to like waffle a little, a little bit. And then he like got back on there and then it waffled later on in the 90s again the one trivia from the third movie is that john landis knew the script was bad but was just hoping that eddie murphy would be funny enough to carry the dialogue and i was like that is not the way to approach a film that, i don't know that kind of carries me i i had a question actually written down I think into we're ready this movie Here we go into the first one. Oh, is this your rough draft let's just shoot it <laughs> so no, this is our seventh no, like draft my, oh no my my well, like, the question i wrote down for everyone i was like the movie itself, this movie feels like the the plot is thin, it seems like. We just got to get him to Beverly Hills. It seems Hills. fairly unimportant, yeah. it, loosely scripted, and like the dialogue is kind of, it, it, it feels very real in a way, because it feels like people are kind of talking over each other, or like just having strange lines. But it all works really well, I think, in the end for this movie, and I'm, I'm wondering, is that because... In this movie, Eddie Murphy is just so effortlessly charismatic the whole time. Is he what makes that work, or could this have worked with someone else? Mm. Mm. Wouldn't have been as good. 
It may have been still. It's in, hard to like, even picture anybody else. It, it wouldn't have been as place. an iconic of a film, but it may have just you know done okay. Because he is so good throughout this entire movie. Every bit, every interaction he has with another person. He's very person, genuine. Yeah, he just feels mm. like so real the whole time. He's, it's so yeah. good, man. From the the moment he comes in, he's it, like when he's doing the cigarette deal and just like having with the dude over two thousand to five thousand dollars. Like, come on, man. Like, well, why wouldn't you? Everyone like, feels like a, like a real person. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? He's just, oh, man. You have a lot of confidence in him, too, because he has a lot of confidence. Yeah, he, he is, like, he, you know, his his biggest That's shtick almost is, yeah, is. every time someone confronts him in a situation where you're like, uh-oh, he's busted, he just effortlessly moves right into a, a, a way to, like, diffuse and, like, confuse and it works so well. And I'm like, I, he'd have fooled me if that was me. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd have been showing him all my shipping manifests for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But we can get into it. Let's start with the the, the cigarettes. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a higher like, bust. It is just cigarettes. I, yeah, thought, it was, I thought he was trying to get something else. Yeah. The ultimate plot ends up being about cocaine. Yeah. But like his part is just he's like a just a low level criminal trying to sell cigarettes and getting in this illegal cigarette game. Yep. And he's like going behind like his police chief's back. He yeah. like he like he wasn't even go, on this yeah. like this wasn't even a real undercover sting. Which I it's think like might his, his hobby is like going undercover to try to get these stings to happen. <laughs> he stole this truck from like another case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was using it to set somebody else up. Mm-hmm. Maybe to take down someone that was going to buy it. Right. He's kind of. A criminal that's now working for the good side. That's kind of what Axel Foley's deal is. That's, in a yeah, way. that's kind of how they I like. I don't know. It comes up more in the sequels. Ah, uh, because oh. in this one they hint at it because of his conversations with his friend. Um, like they kind of hint that they both had this kind of upbringing where he, like they were kind of like, in and yeah. out or something. He's more streetwise and knows how sure. to like do things that police just can't. Well, do. yeah, most police just don't do it that way. Now I had read too, like that the Detroit police captain is like a was a real Detroit homicide detective like that he like they just oh really i think he might have been advising good. on the film mm-hmm. and they like had him come in to play this role he's in all three films he is so good he's really good you <laughs> this bit where he's just like i don't have an ass anymore they chewed it all off god damn it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's walking away and Eddie murphy does the hey chief just you still got some ass there don't worry about it. <laughs> like, it's so good like the, the two of them were hilarious together i loved it how much this little stunt of yours is going to cost this city? I don't think cost is the issue here, sir. I think the issue should be my blatant disregard for proper procedure. You damn right, wise ass. The mayor called the chief. The chief called the deputy chief. The deputy chief just chewed my ass out. You see, I don't have any bit of it left, don't you? One more time, you're out on the street. Do you understand me? Look, boss, let me tell you. Do you understand me? Yeah, I understand. Boss. The chief ain't true at all. Out, you still got a little ass there. Paul Reiser. Paul, Re- I was gonna say Paul oh, Reiser's man. in this. Paul Reiser, yeah. just for a moment, for a hot too. second, to offer some unwanted yeah. advice. Was this? This is pre. This is two years before Aliens. So I he guess must have like, been a, a budding comedian. On the, I like think maybe circuit. Eddie Murphy's bringing in comedians because there's uh, also yeah. Damon yeah. Wayans. Damon Wayans. Oh, that's right. Yep, not Keenan. I was gonna say Keenan mm-hmm. Ivory Wayans. Damon yep. Wayans gives is him in those it. bananas. Yep, he is in real quick. Your your favorite guy from Perfect Strangers. Mm, He's Francis also a comedian. So there's there's yeah. a few comedians in, in this. The, in the sequel, Gilford, uh, Gilbert Gottfried shows up. Okay. Ow! <laughs> oh, he showed up here. <laughs> we need to talk about his shirt in the beginning. The Mumford High School. No, shirt? that's the shirt he wears the, the rest iconic, of the movie. Uh, that's the, where my grandpa went to. The high crazy school. sleeveless shirt that he's wearing, which is not. It, it looks like it's inside the out. Sweater shirt. 
No, it's the, the the tank top, the real tight tank top he's wearing. But it has like a, a graphic on the front, but the tag is out on the back, and the, the seams look like they're inside out. I'm like, what is he wearing? Must have been an 80s style. Yeah, it was oh, yeah. a or, funky, or just, funky shirt. It's just part of his character, too. They want to do the rags to riches thing. Yeah. They don't play into it a lot. I think they need to play into it more as it went on. But there's some of that there in the background, and that could just be one of the things he has hand-me-down still. Mm-hmm. Like, none of his stuff that, like, quite fits, or he's just yeah. using or... I don't know if it's, like, rags to riches. I think it's black and white. I think, literally, it's race. It's, mm-hmm. like, this uh, this guy from this this part yeah. is coming over to Beverly yeah. Hills, I think they go hand which, in like, hand. you think I is... Think that's definitely hand part hand. of the... It, it the, is hand-in-hand. Hand. I think in terms of, like, society, I don't think it's presented that way in terms of... I mean, the they movie. just push it, like, it gets maxed out in trading places. Like, that's where it's... They really centralized that the movie around that essentially, but this one is mm-hmm. this one. It's like that's an underlying theme, but it definitely wasn't like I don't think a main focus. It was no. just something they could play on, and it worked. It was funny. I mean, it does come into play in certain ways, you know, like that's, him getting arrested, yeah, after mm-hmm. being thrown through a window, <laughs> yeah. and why is he oh, getting yeah. arrested? And I and I do I enjoy that like after especially after that the arrest after the window like when he explicitly does not tell them i'm a cop like that's why i have this gun like he just lets them arrest them the way they're gonna arrest him like and then later the station like how come you didn't tell us he's just like hey why should it matter basically like i'm here on vacation like Mm -hmm. he is shocked at how expensive things are once he gets to beverly hills though oh yeah yeah it was like 230 dollars for a room for night he just screams and that was the regular that's something that's like seven or eight hundred bucks or something now yeah that'd be a lot and then when the yeah, art oh piece, he's talking about that simple. weird art piece with Serge. Sold for 20. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he like blows up again. Get out of town. I don't know. Get out of town. <laughs> <laughs> I started <shot it>. myself. <laughs> Every time you guys talk about a scene, I'm just going to be like, it was so funny because I was laughing the whole movie. I was laughing the whole movie. I, I, I found that character quite funny, even when he didn't say <laughs> yeah, anything. Yeah, in the background, just, <laughs> like, just standing there looking. Holding his chin. Oh, like, my like God. Like the one time where Judge Reinhold's there, and Eddie Murphy's like, oh, he'll get you an espresso. And then he, he's like, he keeps calling yes. him Surge. <laughs> he's like, hey, Surge, get him an espresso. Serge. And then he just like looks sour. And he, and it, it feels like he doesn't want to do like anything, any work. Twice. <laughs> his his facial expressions are beautiful. Yeah, espresso with the lemon twist. Like, what, button, you want the lemon button twist? Button this up. This is not sexy. It's like a cheese grater. <laughs> he shows okay. back up in the third one. They skipped him in the second one for whatever yes. reason. Oh. I know he's in the third. The scene's a little weird in the third one because the only time he's ever interacted with Axel Foley was this time, but he know, like acts like he has been knowing him forever. So the scene's a little funny when well, you watch I the movies like, back to back. I guess, like but with, with Axel, like, it's like <laughs> everyone that he encounters, he acts like he's known them forever. So I think that's kind of it's almost. Well, part a- of the Axel doesn't really recognize him. It's oh, the other way around. Okay. Well, that, we're that like Sarge, oh. Sarge, but like it meant such an impression <laughs> yeah, on Sarge. That's funny that he still like recognizes <laughs> him. Sarge. 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 Um, <laughs> we should we should go over so how he gets to. Uh, to LA because it was confusing when we tried to remember drives he drives there. the whole way he, well but like when he talks with his friend <laughs> it's like a four day drive yeah it was take, in, in his cut, busted Chevy Nova but like he like his friend shows up like after he gets in trouble for this insane chase through Detroit his friend shows up who had been in jail Mike Mike and he's just like shows up in his house of course sitting there with the fridge open eating food eating food yep. and the fridge, the fridge open thing is a really nice touch. Yes, it's subtle. And but he, his buddy just immediately is like, "Check it out! I have a bag of bearer bonds." Yeah, I'm like, 
what? And then he did, like he's like, wow, we should talk about these bear bonds. His friend's like, nope. And he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, because he's his best friend. Yeah, but he knows he, he knows does a, some. It's bad just a weird. It was stuff, kind of a weird thing. I think they used to be both doing bad stuff at the same time. Probably but just, they went the different but ways. Maybe it you know? was like a long yeah. time. Well, ago. there was a moment where uh, Axel says to Mike, "You could have given me up, and you didn't." Yeah, it's like, so like why they didn't did something you? together? And like, yeah. because he was I like, love I you. love you, you. bros. They're total bros. We love you. <laughs> There's so much bromance yeah. happening between them. Two yeah. good, yeah. two good buds. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of wondering when the when he said that line, how would a 1984 audience take that? Was he going to mm-hmm. kick lean in for the kiss? Kiss him on People the cheek. People are going to be like, yeah. boo! <laughs> <laughs> right in the theater. Yeah. And then, like, 2020, 80s, they're like, hey, you don't boo him. <laughs> the poor Mike gets shot. They go, oh, man. They go Pretty back to quickly. Yeah. And it was, and like, that was a long him. scene. They show him just right in the head. It's pretty twice. brutal. It's, it's a like brutal a very scene. long scene. Yeah, shot they show him and... shot twice. And they yeah. knock out Eddie Murphy. Like, Eddie Murphy's right there, but gets knocked out when it happens. And, like, I, I had thought the implication was that, like, Mike was delivering these bear bonds to something. But I think later they kind of clarified. It sounds like he stole them. Yes, he did. He's trying to he's off. trying to get them to not to leave well, him alone. He, it's like I won't do it again. You can take them. I have them. Yeah. He said I, I only took clean. a I couple. A I didn't yeah, think okay. anybody would need them because yeah. Mike was working security for, for the, the gallery. For, or, well, for the guy. Yeah. Who owns the at gallery. his warehouse? I believe. Yeah. I imagine Victor Maitland, which I did get in part. You one. did. You did, man. You did that. I didn't even. They, they I, say his name at least seventy times. I didn't even film. get that in my notes. Victor I just Maitland. kept writing the Victor bad Maitland. guy. <laughs> Victor Maitland. Is that Victor Maitland's house? So yeah, he just straight up is like, "Okay, chief, I'm going on vacation to L.A." and drives there like immediately. Yeah, jump. Yeah, car. that's He's like in four Hills. days wasted. It does explain like the car, like. He doesn't have to rent a car or anything. One of, one of my favorite lines, too, is when he's, like, stopping. This is a little bit later when he's stopping at the uh, one of the country clubs to see Victor oh, yes. Maitland. He's like, I was gonna bring he's this like up. hey. This is one of my favorites, can you, too. Can you be careful next time? Because last time I parked it, all this shit happened. <laughs> <laughs> all this happened last time I got here. The guy's like, of course. <laughs> and, oh, my God. I, I, was, I was like, I want to use that line. I was my, dying watching that. that my was car's one of my not favorite. in good shape. <laughs> one of the best all lines shit happened ever. last time I was here. Oh man, uh, you guys, I'm sure didn't notice, but being you know the oppressed here that I am, uh, uh-huh. Axel Foley's left-handed, and I appreciate that representation. <laughs> How? In what way was he holding his gun? Yeah, yeah he's shooting gun. his gun left-handed the whole time. I was like, I assume Eddie Murphy's left-handed then, or or maybe just Axel maybe Foley's that was left-handed. A, yeah, maybe that was a major creative decision for the character. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I was like, from from the structure of this film, I don't think so because it doesn't seem like that much thought went into could be ambidextrous stuff. But yeah. are you a witch, Andy? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> How connected are those two in your mind? Which is our year? <laughs> what year <laughs> is it? <laughs> Thirteen, fourteen. <laughs> You're the witch. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yeah, he like talks his way into the hotel. He hotel. does a lot within the first day. He's oh there. yeah, yeah. He gets like, it done. I was constantly surprised. He's at only how there fast for like three days. Works. Yeah, this I whole know. thing is like, like a he three gets days. into the motel all the way up to getting to the warehouse. Yeah, all happens in the first night. I, I that he's fast. there. First day that he's there. Mm-hmm. They don't mess around. And no time seeing to his sleep. friend at the uh, the gallery as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So he he gets the room at the hotel, but then immediately takes off to the gallery to see the lady that his buddy had been working for. And that's where we meet Serge, who is hilarious. Mm-hmm. The lady's sort of just like a nondescript blonde 80s woman. She, yeah. does, she doesn't really show up in my mind as any other movie. Yeah, like, I was kind of thinking, She didn't do too, a bad job, necessarily. No, no she, she was, was fine. great. 
she was actually they, they had good dynamics i felt um, yeah they seem like best friends yeah they like, do like they however, i mean she like, jumps right into helping him mm-hmm. with against her boss so you know the way that it. they talked about it like it sounded like they went to school together or yeah, something like that they but did. they didn't yeah. really they look quite the same age she she looked mm. a little bit older than he did maybe I mean, i'm trying to age her but i'm not well, and Eddie Murphy, did but I, I didn't like know. when she said that. I didn't quite believe it. <laughs> but she she explains to him that yeah, the guy I've been working for her, the guy who owns the gallery, Victor Maitland, mm-hmm. which Brad did not get in part one. Mm-mm. I didn't know his name. Nope, had no idea. <laughs> um, and he like immediately just takes off to find out find Victor Maitland. He just goes like, to the warehouse where Mikey works and snoops around. Yep, pretends yep. he's a flower guy. Goes into his office. I love like he walks. You know, he talks his way past the secretary, of course, and goes in there and, like, him, like, is very clear with Vicky. He's like, hey, you know, I'm here because my buddy got killed. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what happened to him. And they kind of have, like, a weirdly direct conversation. And then, like, the dude hits the goon button. And, yeah. like, ten dudes show up. <laughs> Axel Foley's very good at getting under people's skin. Oh, yeah. When like, he wants to. Yeah, when he wants to. And he's very, like, abrasive about it. He doesn't play too coy. He's, like, straight up eventually, like, I'm investigating a murder of my friend. I think you did it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's like, up front. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, like, playing cat and mouse with Axel Foley. Mm-hmm. Right. Just put it all on Front Street. <laughs> and which, like, almost intimidates the villain. And that's something that carries through to the other films, too. Because if the villain just wouldn't have let Axel, like, get to him, he would have got away with it. Yeah. And that's what that happens in every film. If, like, the villain just didn't let Axel, like, like let him get one up on him, they would have got away with it. I also love it because... The, it, it, every time the bad guys try to get a rise out of Axel Foley, it basically never it works. It time. never works. Mm-hmm. He like he is always in their head, and that's where he mm-hmm. just lives. And like in this one, the Mike Breaking Bad guy is like stewing in his chair. Yeah, he's like, just he sitting there, like on. just mad as hell. He gets like thrown around into a cake by him later, and like oh my he, god, that he tries to get amazing. a couple liners on him throughout the film, and every single time Axel's just like, oh, gotcha. Don't uh-huh, you look stupid. <laughs> and like me in the audience, I'm like, hell yeah, teach him a lesson, get him, mm-hmm. Axel. I loved it. But that's where he gets thrown through the plate glass window, window, and then two poli- Beverly Hills police officers come in right and arrest there. him. Yep. Two very tall, handsome white gentlemen. Which yeah, is not, I have to believe not that, an accident. I have to believe that that goon button also calls the police because yeah, they were right mm-hmm. there. And, and apparently all the other wit- like people away. they got the witnesses to tell them the Victor Maitland story so like Axel's story like doesn't see work I thought out. that was like he says we had six witnesses I think six dudes threw him out that window oh, so oh, I assumed be. it was all of those I, I thought that yeah. too yeah, yeah. but it's, yeah when all... he gets in the cop car is like one of my favorite lines in the movie like this is the nicest cop car I've ever been in <laughs> yeah. I, didn't he say it's the cleanest yeah, cleanest. yeah this the is cleanest. Than my apo- yeah this is bigger than my apartment yes <laughs> 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 I think he was trying to say that, like they don't do any police work, I believe, or they do very. No, they, I think he was just impressed with like, the, well, the, so? he's the commenting cleanliness on, like, of Beverly Hills and the dirt. money. Like they have nice new okay. police yeah. cars all the time. I thought it meant that they don't get like dirty into like. No, that could be too. I maybe mean, I'm reading too much be, into it. Maybe that's the um, what you're supposed Subtext to glean from or, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. do get the fun bit where they walk through like the crazy police station, which has like this insane command center in the middle with all the control stations just looking at the police station is like impressive yeah it's, it's like, like it's like silicon valley yeah police station yeah because there's a lot of it's like, almost like glass. a castle it is kind of like a castle yeah. yeah but when you get inside of it that's when it turns into norad yeah <laughs> and it's because the same writer of this movie wrote war games ah and he had like leftover designs oh, that he wanted that. To i use. can see that <laughs> and then he weird, the weird glass it. offices bordering yeah. the control room that's exactly <laughs> the same kind of wow. setup so it's a good uh 
back-to-back movie. I pimped that episode, but I think that's one of our lost episodes. No, it's hidden in the uh, Patreon. Oh, is it? Okay. War Games? Yeah. 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 What happened to it? We lost part one. (sighs) Part two is still golden, though. We talk about that uh, guy with the the bread and the corn and the butter. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. What a movie. Oh, man. That could have been a great episode. It was. It still is. I yeah. mean, it, it was actually. <laughs> could have been. Could have been one of the greats. It's like our Beverly Hills Ninja episode. That's true. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Well, whatever. That one won't come back. But you know, here's where we get to meet the L.A. cops, and so we oh, get yeah. who is it? Taggart and Rosewood. I got those. You, names got, you too. nailed it. You did. Man, John Taggart and they looked exactly like I remembered. Well, yeah. I mean Taggart did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rosewood. I knew. Billy. I knew what he looked like. Billy Rosewood. <laughs> yeah. And, and then Axel gets under their skin too, because so Taggart gut punches him. Taggart's like, I guess, like yeah. the tough cop, and and Judge Ro- Reinhold's like the brand new. He's the new, the the yeah, like the he's young got guy, a little like beaver. like little like a peepee gun, like <laughs> little like. Pew, pew. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, what was I mean, that called? It's just like a tiny little snub nose. Yeah, I was like, why are that's you the, bring, at the end? He was bringing that gun, dude. That's the, to the, the detective the special machine gun like, fight. There's, I was like, why? There's this weird, there's like Very this weird area era in like history where like all the all the police forces, even like all of the just a lot of people in general with guns, like have those tiny snub nose revolvers, and they all shoot them from the hip all the time. None of them aim with them, and that was literally how they were taught to shoot them. Is, <laughs> is that a good way of shooting? Like the, no, is it the granny shot of gun shooting? They like have sights so you could look <laughs> down your gun. They're like, nope, I'm just gonna <laughs> stick it on my hip here. John Wayne would do that. Yeah, oh, that was well, like that's the, how you see him do it in like 50s movies. Yeah, right? that's how they were taught Choo-choo. to do it. Like the idea was like you lock your arm in and then you point your body at what you're gonna shoot and then you shoot at it. And I'm like, this I get is it for gunslingers because oh, it's like the closest like way to shoot somebody. Yeah, like you're shooting. Oh, yeah, point. maybe it's coming from there. Yeah. But no, that's like that was like a real thing that like police. Lots of police were taught to shoot that way for a long time, and then lots of police departments were still using like those tiny little revolvers like here into the 80s and you're like guys like you gotta upgrade those things <laughs> so their police chief gets mad at Taggart for punching Axel yes and this is where we get that's like, not how we do things here some like so what's right and wrong yeah this is a, this is by the between Detroit and this Beverly is like Hills. the I guess the crux of like character change I guess is like in Beverly Hills they do everything by the book mm-hmm. in Detroit Eddie There's Murphy Always tries to do things around the rules. Yes. And so it's about, like, I guess, like, Eddie Murphy's trying to get them to not be mm-hmm. so, like, he's, he's, yeah, he's so, like rule-bound. From last episode, he plays street chess, and then they play oh, Ben yeah. Kingsley style They're playing, yeah, 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 yeah. They're playing yeah, like it. Bobby Fisher. It. He's playing. You had to Bobby Fisher it for me to understand. He's playing that two-minute street mm-hmm. chess. But he, where he comes from, he doesn't sue other cops. That's not a thing that they do. Yeah, you don't write out a, yeah, yeah. And that's when Taggart starts to respect him. A little bit of a pushover. A little over. bit, yeah. Well, he's... And Eddie Murphy's clearly read the script because he has all... He knows what's coming up in all the scenes. <laughs> he's <laughs> it's being like followed every, by them. There's yeah. so many scenes where he just knows what's happening. He's like clairvoyant. He's got cop he, intuition. Dude, he's... He does. Yeah, he, he, can, he can read every single person in the room as soon as he's in there, man. And it's funny because, yeah, like, uh, Rosewood is just, like, all about... He's like, man, this guy's pretty cool. When you underestimate Axel Foley, that's when he that's gets a, you And that's... And that's everyone does do. it because mm-hmm. he seems like, oh, he's just some weird poor guy from Detroit. Who cares? <laughs> And he's just like, you idiots. If you only knew. Mm -hmm. I'm a genius. I'm a genius. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So we go. It goes back to the. His lady has to bail him out. Oh, right. So here's the red convertible that stuck out with that's in my mind. It's her Mm -hmm. car, her Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah. So she takes him back to the hotel and the cops tail him. 
That's right. Br- yeah, and that's when they they're can't. barely they're barely in the hotel room. Yeah, when they're there when for like quickly. He's minutes. just like they're just there to lose the the police. Yeah, but but not just that. It's to set up the next sequence because I think um, he brings her up to speed as to what happened. I think yes. he actually tells her that Mikey died yep. here. I believe. I thought Unless, he told her. Maybe he told he her. Might have told he might have told her a little early. And that's kind of when she explains that who he was working for. But I. But he's saying what he thinks actually happened. Yes. And exactly. so he convinces her to to take him to the warehouse. To the warehouse. To also, Axel Foley never really like. You think he's gonna make a move, or like this would be the time in the movie where he does? But that's not his character. No, no. he's only. It's focused. not a part of his character. He is, he is for only focused on. He'll look at a butt. And oh yeah, like like, but you know, he's not going to go further than that. No, nope. no, nope. that's not why he's he's there to solve the you case. Know, a cute like, lady in a bikini g string is going to catch his eye, but when it comes down to solving the crime, he's all business. just the facts. Catching man. a peek isn't going to slow you down yeah. too much. Hey, we go to the strip club and take a peek, but he ain't bringing anyone home. <laughs> that's true. The strip club was like secondary. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't need to happen. It did. He had to. He had to yeah. make the cops uncomfortable. We'll, we'll get to that in a second, but it was an interesting scene. Because there's a moment where Axel Foley asks her if she wants to like, get in a robe or take a shower or something. And that's as far as it goes. And, and, she it's, says and no that's and really there just to set up the yeah. fact that the hotel room has nice robes mm-hmm. that he likes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I like that. Quenches the flame of romance. This is not this kind of movie. That's not a romantic comedy. This is nope. just an action comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he orders room service for the cops down below. Yeah, nice like seafood sandwich, yes. uh, shrimp, shrimp salad, salad sandwich. sandwich. Does that sound good to you? I mean, I like a chicken I had to salad think about sandwich. It. Well, so maybe I, if the Beverly Hills Hotel made it for me. I've had a right. crab salad before that was pretty good. So I mean, yeah, and, and I actually I did work at a grocery store where we did make a shrimp salad. I was so. I was assuming it's the same as like chicken salad, it's, but with it's shrimp a little, instead. A little bit of acquired Seems taste. Rich than mayonnaise, you know. Not for me. I'm not a shrimp person, but I, like I mean, shrimp. I could see that being a tasty. So sandwich. you'd rather have what Taggart had? The uh, he had a fish of some kind. Yes, he did. They the, both got seafood. Yeah, salmon fillet. And mm. then this is where he goes and buys three he, bananas. Da- Damon Wayne. But, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but he was telling him the buffet price. He was like, for a buffet plate, it was sixteen dollars. Yeah. And he's like, I but just I just need, need three bananas. bananas. And he's just like, take a man. Da- Damon Wayne's like looks around to make sure he's not going to get caught. And then yeah. I was just like him doing him a favor. Doing him a solid, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take the bananas, and he does. I need a couple of bananas. How much are they? Well, the buffet plate is twelve fifty. You get peaches, plums, oranges, and bananas. Well, all I need is a couple of bananas. Shh. Go ahead. Take those bananas. Hey. And uses the room service as cover to stuff them in the tailpipe. Yeah. Classic. This is the classic Everybody Beverly Hills scene. cop scene. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows. This is the move. And this is where the theme song starts playing. All the time. Yep. And then, then they, they go to the warehouse. They go to the warehouse. Yep. Yeah. And the police car stalls. In the middle yeah. of the room. Trying to. Very embarrassing. Oh, God, wow. They get teased. It leads to, oh, my bad. God, the teasing. That was, that was uh, really could good. Could have been I, acted a little bit better. <laughs> I see. I don't know. I, I was like, pick like, up the, the, the line speed a little bit. Jumping ahead, there are two yeah. police officers that are giving them a hard time, and he slips some, like, glasses with glasses a banana, with a banana, banana nose. nose. Yeah. And that's like, yeah. that's your burn? Like, grab And then, the line, I can see cop humor being that bad. Yeah, it felt real to me, because I'm like, yeah, that's exactly kind of yuppies. The delivery of the lines, too, were so slow. I was like, pick up the joke fell apart because you delivered it so so slowly. I kind of like those two background guys. They show yeah. up a few other times. They, they work later on. Yeah. yeah. Where's yeah. their movie? I want to see them do no. something. It was called <laughs> um, The Other Guys. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Turner and Hooch. The Nice Guys. 
Um, the warehouse is full of crates. 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 Yeah, they get there and she crates explains that like yeah. this is wooden crates because like the because of the gallery, it's a lot of import export stuff from out of the country. So this is like where stuff gets held for customs before mm-hmm. getting released to you know come into the country. They pop one of those crates open and find coffee grounds. Yes, which Eddie Murphy like immediately is like ooh coffee grounds okay well, he's using his detective he, didn't, he knows yeah, something they, they just they don't say it they don't say it and i think he says he saw some coffee grounds on the floor i don't think he, he saw them they didn't pop the crate open yet that's oh later. okay but right when they're trying to look for clues two people come in and to take something away yes they take one of the crates yeah and they they watch them leave and pretty quickly they they follow the vehicle yep. i believe and then exafoli tells her the girl to just go away it's like it's getting too deep like mm-hmm. i'm too concerned for you now you can't do this does she leave yeah she does mm-hmm. he'll he'll find a way home he'll he'll work it out but where do they follow the van to they just they uh, run to the docks like a shipping yard like a big shipping uh place. they actually follow it with their car yeah, yeah. okay mm-hmm I kind of couldn't remember. Eddie that. Murphy like sort of badly sneaks into it because he's like standing. He's not really like snooping or like being really like trying to hide, but he like jumps the fence and like just snoops around the warehouse looking for that specific crate. Like, and this is where we get the it. inspection bit. Yeah, because he go he walks in the warehouse. He's just looking around. He sees the crate. and He's just like, hmm. and then like security yeah. guys like, hey, who are you? And I get that, like, maybe you don't, you want to look like you belong. I guess that's, like, kind of the point. Like, if you look like you're sneaking around, then people oh, are going to think right. you're, you're yeah. sneaking around kind of thing. Well, it's like when, uh, if you talk to, like, professional pen testers who, like, their whole job is to try and break into buildings to, like, test security. Um, they talk about, like, carrying, like, a clipboard or a ladder. Pen? Like a pen? Like a pencil? Pen? Uh, penetration. Pentagon? <laughs> Penetrated the Pentagon? All you need is a clipboard and a pen? It's like if you, you know, a clipboard and like, or a ladder. They didn't teach the best me this tools to just get into wherever. Like if you walk in with like, with like a suit with like a name tag on it and you're carrying like a ladder and you're like, hey, I need to get into this place. People just like let you in because they're like, oh, they're doing work here. I, I so, guess yeah, it, he was, I don't he just I remember so this. He basically, he's, he's like, he's like, badge. look at this. I managed to get all the way in here before anyone said anything. That's when to the me. supervisor comes back in, and this guy's gonna give me a match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. gonna give me a match. Like, the guard's like, oh, oh, yeah, that was really good. And then later on, he's like in an office with. Like I'm gonna five yeah, He's like, I'm gonna need to see the the manifest for all these crates, starting with this one, and they cut away to some more stuff, and then cut back, and he is in the office with like ten other guys going through every piece of paperwork. Yeah, and one of them's like, hey. Do you have a search warrant for this? He's like, is that it's your like, Porsche outside? <laughs> search warrant. You're going to have the IRS crawl all up in your ass. I've seen it before. It's not pretty. He's oh, like, I'm man. sorry. I don't want to. I, I, you know, that's not my Porsche out there. Yep. And he just leaves. Like, he he gets away with it, the whole thing. It's a great, like, scene, like, oh. beat by beat, scene by scene, movement so by movement. It's so good. Because there's the varying levels of, like, you can see it in the actors, like, the varying levels of trust that they have that Axel Foley is who he is, and it sort of changes. Yes. Like, there's, like, gradients of, like, it all the time. Yeah, it's like the supervisors, like, fully believes that mm. he is who he says he is. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's enough to, like, keep it going. How you doing? Can you come here for a second, please? Hi. Do you have a match? There's no smoking in here. I'm not going to smoke. No, I'm going to smoke when I go outside. Thank you very much. Thank you. Is your supervisor here? Yeah, he's in the office. Can you go get him for me, please? What's the problem? Are you security here? Yeah. Then you're the fucking problem. Go get your supervisor, please. Now. Now! Okay. Well. He didn't come back yet. Well, what do we do now? We wait. 
Okay. Can I help you? Are you the supervisor here? Yes, who are you? I'm Inspector Rafferty, United States Customs Service. Has all this stuff passed through customs already? No, this is the bonded area. Well, then tell me something. Answer a question for me. How can a black man, dressed like me, just march into your warehouse, walk into the bonded area, and start poking around without anyone asking me any questions whatsoever? Well, I don't know. Well, thank you. That's, that's the answer I was looking for. Why don't you guys just give me your ID numbers, because somebody's going to lose their job behind this. This guy gave me a match, for Christ's sake. You gave him a match? Listen, listen to me. I do security checks all over the nation. And with the exception of Cleveland, this place has the worst security in the nation. Now, I suggest you guys call your wives, because we're going to be here all night. We're going to check the background of each and every crate in this section, starting with this one right here. So that's what gives him, like, his start toward, like, when he gets... The Victor Maitland information, I think. Like, it confirms yeah. suspicions. Right, yeah. This is, like, all his stuff, and that it potentially He's just trying to gather evidence, yeah. Yep. He's just getting stuff. No, I mean, he's getting it all illegally, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Here he gets back to the hotel later. The two cops got chewed out again, docked two days' pay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they're, they're basically told to go back to the hotel and wait for him yes. to return. They go back there because, they, like, if they can't find them, then they're going to get fired, basically, is what the, their chief tells them. And there's some funny scenes, uh, maybe not at this exact moment, but like where they're drinking, like uh, Taggart's drinking coffee and Judge Reinhold's like, see, I think that's why your blood pressure's been going oh. up lately. <laughs> he's reading the, the magazine. Yeah. He's like, they found this guy with five pounds of raw meat in his bowels or whatever. He's <laughs> right. like, why you tell me? He's like, well, you eat a lot of red meat. <laughs> or he's like, you drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> he's constantly worried about it. <laughs> that's why that's you've a, been that's a fun dynamic. stressed out. Yeah, yeah it was Housewife such a... <laughs> <first husband. laughs> yeah, that's immediately what I thought. It was like, oh, man. This is like his wife or something like that. So mm -hmm. funny. Just taking care of him. Yeah. 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 It was, it was beautiful. <laughs> it, it, it shows worked. their relationship. It grows it. And it does, it does develop Judge Reinhold's character where it's like he's sort of hapless like he's clearly doesn't quite he's not exactly good at his job but yeah. he wants to help like that's always like what regardless of who it is he doesn't want to take initiative but he's yeah. willing he wants to, like, to help his partner to help out, he wants to, to help helpful. out people in general he wants to help out yeah like axel foley like he just he just wants to like help people like that's sort of his old thing he's a puppy dog he is a puppy dog but when it comes down to it what he does overcome is he actually looks like a police officer by he the becomes end. assertive yeah. and yes. he killed two people yeah <laughs> i mean let's oh, not yeah. forget that he killed a guy and then fled the scene yeah i was like he didn't even get caught for one of those kills like <laughs> that dude's just dead he somewhere. called it in he was like uh, you'll find something. I don't know what you'll find. But it'll be something. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> Yikes. And he's like, well, actually, Taggart's right here. Do you want to mm -hmm. tell him? <laughs> so this is where he convinces them to come to the strip club for a drink. Yes. As, as an apology, basically. Mm-hmm. And they, I, I thought that he had ulterior motive, like he knew something was happening at that strip club. I it, thought it, so it too. Just happenstance. Well, and in part one, we thought the club was tied to Victor Maitland. Yeah. We thought yeah, this yeah, was yeah. like a, a big set piece for for that, and it's not. It's, it's not. It's just a bit of him like hanging out with the cops, developing their relationship. Yeah, it's just the scene that they need to push Axel Foley over the edge for them to be cohesive. Yes, and, be on the and it's page. immense. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's the moment that he demonstrates to these LA cops that he is actually a very Worth. good yep. cop. Or at least so. Because two dudes in trench coats come in. Axel Foley points out, why would two dudes in the middle of, of LA. LA in a strip club come in with trench in, in coats? The, in the middle of summer. Yeah. yeah. With yeah. like, he says, in LA. He actually yeah. sees like bulges in his jacket that mm -hmm. he mentions later. But right. He sends Taggart to go cover one guy. 
Billy Rosewood is just like sitting at the table because he's not really ready for this kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, Axel, well, he wasn't even paying attention. Axel correctly really. reads him and's like, he's not ready for this. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, yeah he says he was too caught up in like yeah. the stripper yeah. above him, and he was trying to put a dollar. Just have a good time. Like he he eats the sandwich. We sends him the room service. He tips yeah. the stripper. He's like, yeah, just just participating. I want to be part of the club. <laughs> And he goes over to the guy pretending he's like his best he's friend. Drunk. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's pretending he's Billy! drunk and thinks he's his friend. <laughs> hey, hey, Billy! They said it wasn't you, but I knew it was you. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's like a big distraction. He's trying to, like, engage him. He's trying to get close. Yeah, he's just yeah, trying to disarm him. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he, it works. Yeah. I mean, the dude does pull he, out a shotgun. He pulls out his, yeah. And he's hold. like, everyone get down. But and then he keeps playing up I don't the think I would have kept playing that up. Yeah. That's, yeah, he would have just got shot. Yikes. Probably. It could have gone... Very south, right? Oh there. yeah, but quickly disarms him. Does a nice judo throw. Yeah, gets him to the ground and and uh, gets the gun on him. And then Tagger, Tagger pulls gets the, gun the other guy. guy. And then yep. <laughs> and then they have a bust. And R- Rosewood shows up to the guy that got judo ta- tossed and is like, "Please, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, good job, bud." But what's great is when they go back to report what happened. I wrote this one in my notes. Axel Foley gives so Rosewood and Taggart amazing. all the credit. He spins a whole story. Spins the about whole story how makes them super cops. Super cops. <laughs> yeah, because he was like, oh he was like, my god, they didn't go to the strip club. Uh, I forced them there. You know, yeah. as, they, they saw. Fun, they didn't go in. I they, went to the strip. He club. saw them come in from outside, and then they just then using they their in. superior instincts went in after them, and <laughs> yeah, does the super. Then yeah, and then uh, Taggart's like. Let me. Uh, we don't. We don't do that here. We tell the truth and tells the actual story. Yeah. Would you mind explaining to me what you and Rosewood were doing in a strip bar out of our jurisdiction when you were still on duty, sir? Well, before you chastise these two officers, I think it's something you should know. The only reason that they were at a strip bar was because they were tailing me, and I went to this place. Now these two officers were sitting outside wondering what I was doing. I wasn't having a good time. I'm into things like that. Anyway. These guys waited outside, and the only reason that they came in was because they saw two suspicious-looking gentlemen with bulges in their jackets going into the place. Well, it turns out that these guys were going to commit a robbery, sir. These men watched them, waited for them to make their move, and then they foiled a crime. I did not know what was going on. I was watching the show having fun. I'm still freaked out by it. You must have a sixth sense. I don't know what you teach these fellows, but they're not just regular cops, okay? They're super cops. And the only thing missing on these guys are capes. And this is a great scene, too, because uh, the actor, whoever Taggart is, you can see he he squinch, squinches his face, like puts his finger between his nose. Like, <laughs> he clearly is holding back laughing. In that yeah. <laughs> Very obvious, too. And, the, yeah. and I think I remember reading a long time ago that that whole sequence there was improvised by Eddie Murphy. I believe. I believe mm-hmm. a lot of his stuff. There, there are a couple moments is, where he does imp- improv. Uh, another moment is with the other two police officers in front of that gate in front of Victor Maitland's yeah, house. Yeah, I can when see he's that. Like, he's like, you got to say it more naturally. He's got to come off yeah. like this. That whole bit was also improv, I believe. I, I could see him doing, like, when he asked Serge for the latte for whatever, for Rosewood later. I bet that I could see that being an improv. Because, like, Serge's reaction just kind of slow to it, too, where he's just sort of like, uh... Yes. <laughs> like I was like, I wonder if that was actually in there. Yeah, he spins the whole story. And yeah, then Tagger tells the truth. The captain Which is again, was like, like the, you got to do it by the book. You got to yeah. be honest. And the captain says like he's impressed with Foley's like what he did. Like that's he's like that's impressive. Clearly he's talented. And then punishes 
Taggart and Rosewood because they clearly did everything wrong. And like Murphy Murphy's bit where he's just like, just for the record, guys, the super cop story, it was working. And then it cuts to the, <laughs> the, cuts of the captain. The captain kind of smiles like he's like, yeah, it was. Like, <laughs> he's like, it was working. It was fine. You, why, why'd you, why didn't you go with it? Like, I wrote that in my notes because that was another one where I just busted out laughing. And I was it like, was a great, it's so great funny. Bit. Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> After oh gosh, the other two cops here we, he gets the other two. Oh yeah. right, they're they're off the case. So this is day two. So now so now like the uh, the lieutenant has put the other two cops onto the case. Yep. So day two starts. He goes to Victor Maitland's. Yeah. yeah. He he wakes up. He leaves his hotel, and I think he knocks on like their door as they're also getting room service, <laughs> or he knocks on their their car window. I mean, yes, as they're getting room he's, service. He gets some breakfast, in the and morning. he's like, "Hey guys, good morning!" And then he's like on his way. They get in front of Victor's Maitland's house, and they confront all each other. And Eddie Murphy's just playing it off. It's like, "Oh, just you know, I love this. this is, yeah. I'm playing a picnic it's out here. It's a picnic here. It's a picnic here. You yeah. guys want some beers, a sandwich? He opens his tr- like trunk. He has a cooler in it. Yeah, and he, he has, has like, a sandwich. Beers. Looking like you're getting ready for a Stakeout. Yes. <laughs> we ain't falling for no banana potato pot. That's that improv scene that Annie Hubert was talking about. Oh, right, 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 right. right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's got to say it more naturally. Yeah. We ain't falling for no banana, no tailpipe. You've been hanging out with him too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And there's a little bit of a slow chase scene, and then Eddie Murphy just loses him at a light. He's yeah. like at a long. I don't know. Did any of you guys see the surprise DeLorean? Just no. hang, hanging out on the street in front of Victor Maitland's house, just parked fun. on the street. Like no. I'm sure, I don't. I'm sure that was just a neighbor parked on the street that had a DeLorean. But I was like, what? You don't see many of those. Did a did a white haired scientist and a little kid with well, a I was hoping show up out of it. I was hoping, but they did not. <laughs> yeah, interesting. But yeah, this is where we get the he loses the cops by like blasting he through be, a red. Yeah, he goes through a red light because he's following Victor. He Maitland stops at a green when house. the green goes to red. He goes and then the cops get lost behind him. Right. Much. There's more of a chase after that, but. Right, and Eddie Murphy just screams laughing in the car. Yeah, he does. It's really funny. And we haven't we we totally didn't even talk about Eddie Murphy's laugh. Did yeah. we talk about that? <laughs> He's got a couple <laughs> different laughs. It's iconic. It I is. think he has it's like a, thing. he has a character laugh. He does. Well, it, it becomes. But then like it an became Eddie Murphy. his yeah, laugh. It became the Eddie Murphy laugh. I want like. But I don't think you ever heard this that type of laugh in any other movie before. Hmm. He might have done it in Trading Places. I was wondering about that. He adopted a new laugh. And you did too last yeah, episode. Yeah, so you, did you remember? Did. That's not what it was. That's I not what it was. lost it already. Dang oh, it. this poor guy You'll have to listen to the podcast to remember what it was. <laughs> Look, I'll call my bud Ed Murphy, okay? Uh, I'll uh, give him have Just him don't call Ed Murphy, because Ed Murphy Ooh. shows up here in just a second. <laughs> oh, God. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> don't call him. <laughs> He's like a polygon. He's just like, woof, 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 woof. He's just like... Yeah. Oh, man. So it's like does Nintendo 64. his actual show up to the club now? Yeah, the, the restaurant, the, the restaurant, private the fancy, club restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah, we had. You had yeah. the scene perfect in the beginning, so we're good with that. Did I? Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, no, you did in part one or in no, part one. This. No, you did. Wow. Really? Goes to a country I don't you did an impression of it. Yeah. What did I do? You did. You did the voice and everything about the guy, the Herbie Simplex. You know. Oh, oh, that part. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but I remember that exact line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Herbis Simplex team. And like, this is <laughs> where so great. Victor Maitland just can't play it cool. Axel nope. Foley keeps getting under his thumb. Getting uh, and, under his skin. And, and his hen- the you know, right-hand henchman guy, same yeah. thing. Like, immediately just gets up to like take him out oh, and I love just gets thrown into a cake table. But if you pause it, you get to see <laughs> Eddie Murphy's stunt double, which has been his stunt double for every single Beverly Hills cop film. I'm guessing 
all of his movies. Probably. Of all time, this guy is just making money. Eddie Murphy stunt Let's get double. some Pluto Nash freeze frames in um, here. Yeah, I paused it. It's it's a, it's a, an actor, very tall, muscular. Mm-hmm. He's maybe like 30 years older than Eddie Murphy. Yeah. He yeah. barely has the same mustache. He does not have the same haircut. <laughs> like, it was that clearly... the photo you said, <laughs> yeah. 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 Are you serious? That's I thought you were sending a photo of the lieutenant. Oh, he does kind of look like the lieutenant a little bit. Are you kidding me? That's Eddie Murphy. Well, no, they definitely, they definitely <laughs> just like they, they grabbed whatever fake mustache was in the makeup trailer and glued it to this guy's <laughs> face and were like, do it. And it wasn't even like that big of a stunt. It is just like a throw over a table, but I guess you have to just. It's interesting. That- there's. <laughs> An action guy. There's in some. There. Uh, there's some really interesting. <laughs> no so like, way. The the quarter digital guys have been doing a really good series of of stunt people react when they talk about these scenes. And they 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 were talking about one with this British stunt guy that's in a lot of films. <laughs> that's yeah. Eddie Murphy. That's <laughs> Eddie looks, Murphy. He looks like a weird hybrid I, between Eddie Murphy and, and uh, Richard thought, Pryor. Yeah. I thought that was the lieutenant from the movie. <laughs> when you said this, I hadn't seen oh it wa- yet. I haven't watched it. That's Mr. But they Eddie talk Morphe. about like how, when oh they decide God. to use a stuntman, and sometimes it's based on time, <laughs> and sometimes it's based on like what they need the actor to be able to do later, and like they're like this one may be easy, but the risk of a permanent injury. But you is- could just like shoot like a little bit lower. Don't get all of his face like that, <laughs> right? You know, and still probably. I mean, get it was so fast. Like, if you're not freeze framing it, I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I it certainly didn't notice watching. Yeah. I was. I knew this scene existed. I still didn't catch it. <laughs> I didn't catch it either. It was fast. It he shows so up fast. in the second movie and the third movie. It's it's that same oh, man. stunt man. That's Beautiful. funny. Beautiful. Eddie Murphy's personal stunt takes man. him out, covered in cake. And yeah, they have uh, a good and back Mike, and forth. Mike was looking furious too. Oh, he was real mad. He's Eddie Murphy got him. He looked like no one's ever done that to second him. one. No one he got embarrassed. Now he's sitting in a restaurant covered in cake in his nice suit. And then, then he embarrassed him even more. He was like, he was like, "Oh, does your dog also sit down and roll over?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is great too. That's like, yeah, to he, to he you know, he's so he's taunting Victor Malin some more. Victor Malin's mad, but like, he's kind of containing it. And then the cops show up to arrest Eddie Murphy again. And here's like again the pro moment: Eddie Murphy's getting arrested. Doesn't matter. He's not phased. Like he knew this was oh happening. He, he like leans forward. He's just standing there staring at him the whole time. He's like mm-hmm. getting arrested yep. and just looking at him. He's like, I'll yeah. catch. I'll like, see, I'm you gonna t- get see you tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> the only one thing better if I would do a note oh. is that Eddie Murphy starts to put the handcuffs on himself. Oh, that, that would have been, been really funny. <laughs> that would have been pretty good. <laughs> Yep, it ends up back. So he be- yep, in the captain's office with the all the other cops, mm-hmm. and but, he's but like, now "You the, need to tell me one why are you more bothering time Victor why." <laughs> yeah, yep. And then Eddie Murphy just puts it all onto the table. Like, I don't have the evidence. It's like, well, if you don't have the evidence, just tell me what you know. We'll figure this out. Yeah, this kind of this was kind of a weird. This moment is a turn. With, I wasn't it's sure about Beverly the- Hills Cop like office like. Puts their guard down. Yeah, I wasn't sure about the writing in this, though, because it starts where he's just like, I don't want to even bother telling you because you're going to say you can't do anything about it. He's like, well, tell me what you got. He tells him, and she's like, we can't do anything about it. And I was like, I mean... Yeah, well, I mean, he kind of he wanted to be caught up to speed. He did, and and he is. I think he actually recognized how good of a right. Well, and it gives the captain is shown to like actually be like, man, you know, I believe you, and I would like to do something about it, but I we just can't. And now there's even like someone above the captain who's like chief shows up. The chief shows up to getting mad, and because there's always a level of authority that like is against Axel Foley. You're yeah. loose cannon. It just goes up and up and up. Yeah. It's like Ernest Borgnine or uh, <laughs> I don't know that who that guy is. Yeah, some weird. So, I mean, he so he he want, he believes him, but like the point is 
you don't have evidence. Yeah. You need actual evidence. You can't just like say you yeah. saw something. Mm-hmm. And and so and he's like, if you'd actually the, the or, reason and, the reason why it's working for Eddie Murphy is because he's not a, a police officer in Beverly Hills and he's doing all these things that he probably shouldn't be doing anyway. But he definitely wouldn't be able to do it as a cop. Yes. Well, and, and so he they even, can't do it for sure. This also plays a little bit into the mindset of you know he kind of is dem- also demonstrating again. I don't know if this is intentional or not, but the subtext of crimes that the police care about versus not in the white collar versus non-white collar crimes. Cause he talked about, he's like, you know, there are bearer bonds and he's like, and then he sees that this, it almost seems like Axel Foley realizes that's not connecting. So he's just like also drugs. And immediately they're like, Oh, Oh, oh tell us about this. Hold on. There could be smuggling drugs, like bearer bonds, whatever. That's a rich people crime. And uh, yeah. And, so well, he, and the, chief, the captain it, like, even says like, if you'd seen drugs, then maybe we could do something about this, but you didn't even see him. You're just speculating that maybe they're importing drugs, so we can't do anything. Because he also mm-hmm. knew about why coffee grounds were used, yes. possibly in he the transportation. The Throws off the guard dogs, so mm-hmm. they don't smell can't it. Can't smell the drugs right. in the crate. And the lieutenant knew that too, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he was the one that said it. It was news to Taggart and Rosewood, though. They, yeah, right, they never heard right. of it before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's it's it is an interesting scene. But yeah, then the chief comes down. And he gives a fun summary of all the goofs and shenanigans that have happened in the movie. To that point. And then Eddie Murphy's got to go. And he's got to go to the city, escort him to the city limits. Rosewood, get in a car, get Axel And they assign the most incompetent one of them to the task. He's also the softy. He's the one that like is. is the most friendly with Axel in the film. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it works out for his favor. Because mm-hmm. it's not, you know, too hard to convince Rosewood to go along with Eddie Murphy's plan to try to get this evidence. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, they're driving and, yeah, immediately Axel's like, hey, um... Uh, Let's make a stop <laughs> and convinces Rosewood pretty quickly that he's like, hey, just do it. It's no big deal. We'll just stop at the warehouse. We'll go in. We'll get out. And do they pick up the lady ahead of time? Oh, yeah. He, they yep. need her to get into the warehouse. She mm-hmm. has access. So they go and pick up the lady from the gallery. Which she gets threatened at this point by Victor oh, that's right. at some point, oh, yeah. too. Yep. Because he, in the restaurant, Eddie Murphy disclosed the idea you know, that he was longtime friends like i think in the first encounter he just says that he's investigating the death this time he says that he was a childhood friend and then victor maitland's like goes you, to her and's like yeah. you, you were a childhood friend so you must know yeah. also know this detroit cop and she's like, like he got the job because of you so what yeah. do you know about what's going on and did you tell him all this stuff like what are you doing and you know she she like, just says say that nothing. he showed up and that all he said was that Mikey died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's all she knows. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, well, do you know where he's staying? Because I have to tell him some information. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, nope. no, I don't think I know. Yep. <laughs> and then immediately he's like, I'll help you break back into that warehouse. <clears throat> and I was like, girl, no, what are you doing? She had a little bit of adventure, you know. Uh, Man, she had a couple drives. of days. her. She, she wanted to be a part of the. She had a good line where he, when he runs out to the car, he's like, oh, oh, I'll yes. just, like, we got to chase him. Give me the keys. And she's, and she's like, like, uh-uh. <laughs> like, it's this, a Mercedes. Have you driven a Mercedes? She's like, it's a car. You drive a car. He's like, I've seen your car. I'm driving. <laughs> yeah. And then there was a line later on where she wanted to also join them for another thing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't have time to argue with you about, <laughs> about like coming or going. She's like, well, we'll argue on the way. Yes. <laughs> that was a good bit. So he, he doesn't want her to go in with him, I think, at this point into the warehouse, but she does right. go in with yeah. him. Yeah. They leave Rosewood in the car and mm-hmm. say, you can't come in because you're a, cop. you're a cop. And if you go in, the the evidence won't be admissible. It's not admissible anyway. But uh, they tell him he has to stay out there because, yeah, they'll say it's a bad search. So they the two of them break in 
and they find the drugs in the coffee yep, immediately. This time. And then also immediately get ambushed by all the goons. Yeah. It was a total setup. He even tries the cocaine. Eddie Murphy like, Oh, he does the classic and takes finger a, in there and takes w- a lick. Makes make sure what it is. Are you, you supposed know? to do that as a cop? Uh yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> they do it in the movies. They're definitely not risking poison or <laughs> yeah. anything like that or you know, ingesting yeah, it seems drugs. Like un- it's totally normal for cocaine, cops to do. You know. It looks yeah. cool when you do it. Makes Anthrax. you look like a DA. Yeah, it's not. I don't think he would do that. So then, all of Victor Maitland's crew jumps them. Yeah, captures yeah. the girl, does some threatening stuff. This is the closest a classic they get. like James Bond villain moment. Yes, he doesn't <laughs> wait around to see James Bond get he killed. He leaves with the lady. He leaves with the lady and has the goons do the dirty work. And this is where they get this... the closest to getting under Axel's skin because this is where Breaking Bad guy tells him he's like, hey. Yeah, I mean, he's like, I should have put two in your head like I put two in your buddy's head. He's like, you were the one that killed him. And then the other goon's like, how's the lump where I hit you on the head? Mm -hmm. So these two guys are clearly like, we're the ones that did it. And then Rosewood. Right, because we as the audience know who did it. We saw them, but but Eddie Murphy got knocked out right away. So he doesn't know who who they were. So this is the, like, near the end of the movie where he's realizing who actually killed Mm -hmm. his best friend. Yep. Rosewood sees Victor Maitland and the girl leave. And he starts to get like panicking and worried. Yep. He eventually yeah. goes into the warehouse to yeah. save Eddie Murphy's ass. And he does. And yeah. he kills a guy. He kills a man. Mm-hmm. He shoots him. He tries to stop. He says, freeze, I'm the police. And then the guy shoots at him and he shoots, shoots. right back and kills him. Another thing, you know, he is a diligent police officer. Every single time he identifies himself clearly and gives everyone the opportunity to surrender and they never <laughs> do. And I'm like, you know, credit to you, man. You're doing your job. <laughs> sure. Not sure. shooting first, asking questions later. You're telling everybody the first thing. <laughs> but he blasts that dude, and then they just take off. Yeah. And I think the the villains really, they're at fault here. They could have clearly oh, killed sure. him he, uh, yeah, as like, fast as they killed Mike. He shoots one dude, and then Eddie Murphy, like, kung fu fights four guys rapid fire. And I'm like, did no one else bring a gun? It was just the one guy, and everyone else was just they waiting can't aim anyway. What happened? They were incompetent They're all terrible goons. at aiming. They're stormtroopers. They're like, look, we were just They're hired disposable. to throw people out windows. We don't know anything about anything else. <laughs> we just look tough. We aren't yes. actually tough. I mean, they had hey, so that's, many opportunities to kill I feel kill like that's the right best there. encapsulation of the 80s there, you know? <laughs> we just yeah. look good. We <laughs> Whatever. We just have glasses and ponytails. And sport coats. And yeah. What look to be muscles. <laughs> it could just be bulk. We should say that the scene Andy mentioned does definitely happen where Eddie Murphy walks past two dudes in like Michael Jackson leather <laughs> yeah. suits and laughs mm-hmm. at him. I think it was a reference to his own. I definitely, definitely yeah, I think is. you're right, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was good. But uh, Mike from Breaking Bad doesn't even stick around. He leaves it up to his other he, two. He goons. runs, yeah. Like as soon as the as soon as so right, right, because he, he takes they, off. They want him to come back later for his own death. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They need him to get a special death. So he takes off. He took yeah. He takes off. So here they pile into the car and they immediately go to Victor's. I would house? think so. Maybe they call Taggart. As like yeah, backup. well, they, they do. They call Tagger. Yeah. Oh, that's well, oh, they, wait. they they call the report the, the oh, what's shooting. happening? Oh, okay, so this is so the cops realize what's going on because uh, Rosewood's not back yet, and it's been way too long. And so Taggart's like, "Where the heck is this dude?" And they flip on like he's like, "Oh, here's where he's he's parked or whatever." And it's yeah, the they have like GPS. Yeah, for their cars. And it's like that. That's so. That's where he uh, Taggart's like, "Oh, gosh, dang it!" He's like, "I." knew he was going to do this so he takes off and meets them at the warehouse and he sends the other two cops to victor maitland's house i think 
No. Or to the warehouse. No, no, no. It's the other way around. To the other to the warehouse. warehouse. Oh, yeah. okay. You're Taggart's right. Taggart's going to... Because Taggart joins Taggart them with the gunfight. Taggart meets them at the... At and the, he pulls at out a shotgun. house. Because yeah. he has to be there for the comedy part where they're trying to get over that wall for like oh my five God. minutes. He has to be there to just yell the, at Rosewood. The one... The <laughs> okay, it was, it was fine the one time when they're on it the shoulder on falling so back toward the tree <laughs> yeah. and the branches, but the rest of the sequences, I was like, I'm done. I'm over it. It pays off, though, when Eddie Murphy's like already up the stairs just looking at them. Laughing. Those two fools trying to get up the wall. Yeah. He, he got like, up there and then he didn't even have a gun. It's that like, Eddie Murphy laugh. Yeah. yeah. I thought <laughs> it was, <laughs> not not even close. They should have they should have brought some movie to that scene where like the <laughs> second the second <laughs> like almost spot on. The second Taggart very, gets over that wall, the dude with the Uzi just like wastes him. You're like, oh shit, Taggart died. <laughs> oh my god. We were yeah. we were just laughing. And I was now surprised it's they sad. weren't like picking up the Uzis and using them because they just yeah. had like little pistols or a shotgun uh, yeah classic 80s action movie right it, and here. i think eddie murphy does some of his own stunt roles and stuff here i think he, you're right yeah, there's some continuous shots yeah, of him just he like is rolling. running and i was like they didn't get that guy they didn't get richard pryor to come back and do <laughs> run that fast <laughs> ed murphy this he is could, he can run as fast as eddie could. this is the one stunt he could do this is the one he's allowed to do mm-hmm. did the sweet role the security dudes at Victor Maitland's house are on point. They're doing their jobs. They immediately know that these guys broke in. But they're terrible at they're but terrible. They're not good at stopping They've them. Got yeah, they're glasses bad shots. that are too thick. Sunglasses on their head. They well, can't all, see anything. They're all shooting full full auto Uzis from the hip. That's why they're not hitting anything. Yeah. They're just yeah. shooting everything else. They're just blowing up their boss's house. And we got Squib City cool. happening here. Squib Squib Squib. Oh yeah. Victor Maitland knows too because he's watching the. He's got some cameras. Yeah. He comes over to the the security screen. I also like, like that. Like the second like, Axel Foley <laughs> is on. The grounds. I like that. Like, yeah, because I feel like in a lot of these films, the security guys are like, "Oh gosh, there's a thing." Everyone go over there. This one, like, their first instinct is call the boss. <laughs> like, yeah, tell him immediately. Uh, I was like, "Yep, yeah, sticking to the book." And then the lieutenant is like wandering around the police station. It's like completely empty, and he's like, "Where, where is everybody? Yeah, where like, where's Taggart? Go? Where's Rosewood?" And like the one dude at the desk is like, oh, "They all uh, left." And he's like, "Pull up." He also pulls up. Where the is GPS. everybody? Yeah, yeah. He pulls up yeah. the tracker. And Everyone's like, at Victor Maitland's place, and that's where he. I think he just realizes something's wrong, so he's like, "Send all of the North Division to the Victor Maitland's house." Yeah. Yeah, he sends everybody. He sends everybody, and they have like a, a almost Blues Brothers bit where yeah. they're all pulling up the driveway, and then the vans come the other way, and then they all run in. All the cars run into each other in sequence. Yeah. So what happens is there's two goons who are in the guardhouse who yeah. have like a paint truck, yeah. which is a, a white van. Um, and, and again, I think they, that's their cover. And, and they're they like, "Are goons. we gonna stay around here?" As I hear like police sirens coming around, and they're like. No, yeah, he's like, oh, look at that here. <laughs> I didn't, I'm not getting paid enough for this. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're getting in their vehicle, but they don't get even out of the uh, no, those, little roundabout. Yeah, because there's like, there's like 15 police officers that yeah. pull their own cars in and all slam into one another. Yes, they all rear end each police other. These are terrible drivers in look, these I got, they got This police department has so much money to burn. These cops don't even care. They like <laughs> rear end each other and immediately jump out. They're like, get in there. Get out of the car. I'm like, man. Yeah, even the lieutenant didn't care. Nope, he didn't care at all. <laughs> These cars just keep penetrating each other. I mean, over and over again. That back? <laughs> oh, yeah. Any um, the and there's just like a there's mo- there's a moment of calm for the first time in the well, Beverly Hills Cop film. All the film. goons surrender basically. Yeah. The only two people that are well, they, left... they keep firing back at Rosewood until they're outnumbered. Yeah, Rosewood and Tiger were pinned up. down by two Uzi dudes, but finally all the rest of the cops show up, and then Rosewood, Rosewood gets his, his moment. moment. Yeah, he, where he tried originally to do the same thing, where he shows up to the two Uzi guys is like, "Police freeze!" and they yeah. just shoot at him. Now there's like eight. 18 more cops show up and he does the same thing and they actually surrender this time he's that's like that's the end of it yeah. 
got him. The, the callback to it. Right. But before that, Eddie Murphy gets into the grounds and is like sneaking around. He's yep. inside the house. Yeah. Which he he's so vulnerable in that house. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. He, he doesn't know not, what's going on. I, I was like, it's such a bad are. idea to go into that house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, like even though Axel Foley always wins. <laughs> He's not really making the greatest choices. No. I don't think so. No. He's not very cool. I think just whatsoever. going to Victor Maitland's house at the end here was probably the most dangerous and risky thing he could oh, yeah. have done at this whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the evidence is there, and he's got the like, motivation of his girl being and, there, or if too. Or if he had just like exactly. waited he's an extra 10 minutes for all the other cops to show up. He like, does say if they wait like a little bit, she's going to get killed. Yeah. So they got to go. Yeah. But is she really, though? I mean, like, it doesn't seem like she is when he gets there. I don't. She gets used as a hostage. She does. I didn't even know why, like, at that point, he even wanted to take a hostage. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like. Yeah, what was he going to do? Like, what else is he going to do? Get in a helicopter and get out of there? I don't really know what his endgame was. I don't. He didn't have an Mm -hmm. endgame. He's a bad villain. He should have just never given in to Axel Foley. He would have got away with everything. The cops didn't have any evidence on him. Nope. Can't touch him. He gets his his revenge on Breaking Bad Guy, ambushes him sort of in a hall. And just blast him into a cabinet. I'm gonna call, I'm gonna look up his real name. I feel bad. I, I just feel bad now. <laughs> he's had a long career. It's like yeah. Oh my like gosh, he's been in so many name. movies. I'm gonna, I'll read some of the uh, Mike. His name is Mike. His name is Mike. I should just kept calling him Mike. Urban Trout. Urban Trout. That's definitely his character in Breaking Bad. Urban Trout. Mike. Urban Trout. Urban Trout. Mike Urban. What a name. That's a henchman name. Uh, Barry the Hills Cop. Oh, I've heard of that. Breaking Bad. Oh, I know that one too. <laughs> El Camino. Better Call Saul. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, sounds yeah, like yeah. we know everything he's in. Uh, Gremlins. He plays the dep- deputy in Gremlins. He's been in a movie that we've done with Judge Reinhold. Oh, I don't geez. remember that. And they both uh, came out in the 80s. 84 to be exact. They were both. Wow. He was in Gremlins? He was getting work. He plays the, well, the deputy who doesn't believe that the Gremlins are taking over, I think. Oh, Oh, okay. Incredibles 2, the mm-hmm. Dr. Ken TV show. Oh, boy. He's done a lot of voice acting, which yes. doesn't surprise me. Community, he plays a professor. I remember that a little mm-hmm. bit. But he's been working he's, for a yeah, long time. he's been time. working for a long time. But he gets blasted. 175 acting credits. Mm-hmm. Wow. Voice and otherwise. He does. He gets taken out. 1974 yep. And as, as Axel is drinking at it, that victory in, he gets <laughs> shot in the arm. Yeah. Yeah. By Victor Maitland, who has this enormous revolver, probably would have taken his whole. I was arm like, yeah, that, yeah. I was shot, like, that yeah. arm's broken. That bone, the that distance? bullet hit the bone and just shattered that thing. Like, <laughs> I couldn't tell if it came like at his arm or if it. Yeah, I thought it was a graze. I thought it was a graze at first, but it looked like it, it was looked just like a straight came, on. It did look like a straight on. Yeah, shot. got that meat, man. The shoulder meat. And then he, Axel Foley, isn't going to win. Like, he has the girl as the hostage. He's going to give up. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But then suddenly, Mr. Police Chief comes in to steal all the credit. Yeah. It was enough of a distraction. Where the girl got to hit. Where she was able to elbow him in the gut. Elbow gut him. Get the the shot open. And then both of them blast him. Mm -hmm. It's like RoboCop style kind of. Yeah. Blasting him. I think he does get like a bullet or two off, but it like misses him. It hits the wall. Which is kind of a nice little touch. They actually rigged up a, a squib there to blow up some of the wall. Like yeah, right some good bits. The they had a good side. bit earlier. One of the Uzi henchmen when he gets shot by oh by Rosewood. Rosewood takes out one of the Uzi guys with like a really good shot, and like the dude's falling down, like shoots off one or two more like blasts. And I was like, that's you know good touches for a death, especially in the eighties when like death was usually a fireball and you're flying forty feet in a Rambo <laughs> film. But so now we got some wrap up, and the chief has learned from Axel Foley the super cop story. Yes. He spins his own super cop story. The yeah. lieutenant, the lieutenant, lieutenant, yeah, to yep. the to, to the, the police, police chief. chief about what happened, 
and uh, there it is. Movie's over. Everyone got off scot free. I'm so, uh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm and the really... chief is actually pleased. He, I think he knows that he's kind of being told the story, but at the same time, like he doesn't know anything else. So it's, it's like, like, is that true? It's like that's what I'm filing. Well, and in the in the story too, like End he stresses, like we found eighty kilos of drugs, and the, yeah, the chief's like, ooh, this is a good yeah. bust. Yeah. So yeah, they get the bit. They they do have the bit where like he's you know Foley's just like, hey, can you? I like when he's like, can I ask you for a favor? And the captain's just like, I think you've used up all your favors. <laughs> and he's just like, fair enough. I guess I'll just leave. No, no, he was he, like, he, he was like, I guess I'll just uh, maybe I'm liking it here. I think I'll become a private That's investigator. Right. 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 And I remembered this like, bit in the beginning. I will make yeah. a call he's tomorrow. Like, I guess I'll just stay in L.A. And the guy's like, no, I'll call. I'll call your chief right now and smooth this over. <laughs> Oh, boy. That was pretty good. Then Axel leaves the hotel with some sweet robes. He just got one bag, but Rosewood but, and Tagger yeah. are there to escort him to the <laughs> make sure he leaves. To yep. leave the city. And that's when he, like, charges the hotel. And the, the, the Tagger's extra. the one that tells him to do that. He's yeah. just like, the yeah. Beverly Hills Police force Beverly will Hills for Police will pick up the tag. Well, because that was like a, a plot thing that wasn't wrapped up. Like, how is he going to afford it? Right. Because he, he, he mentioned... Yes. Well, you knew it was too expensive right away, and then he mentioned later on to the girl that he actually couldn't afford it. Right. He's yeah, that's right. Because he's she's like, how do you afford this? He's like, well, I can't. But they're giving me this single room rate, which I still can't afford. But whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> so they pick up the whole bill. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he, he adds two robes, two robes onto the the bill. Mm-hmm. And he's he gives Rosewood one to Rosewood. One. Rosewood's so honored. And then he just goes to give one to Tagger. And Tagger's like, keep it as a souvenir. He's like, I already stole three of them. <laughs> <laughs> so Tagger takes one. Yep. I guess. And right before they leave. Eddie Murphy's like, I right, guys, go one, one more place, guys. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, he's and one more, I'm like, <laughs> one go, Axel. And then they have a freeze frame. Freeze, freeze frame ending. Oh, I love the freeze frame ending. Thank you for joining us on that episode and every episode that you do. The next movie we're doing has the tagline: If loyalties must be broken, if the lines must be crossed, do it fast, do it furious. We remember the fast and the furious. But if you win, you get her too. What the hell was that all about? A business deal that went sour. Plus, I made the mistake of sleeping with his sister. 